0: Hey everybody, Uh, quick heads up on this episode. This movie deals pretty much entirely with race and some very topical subjects related to that, like the police, Uh, and it would honestly be impossible for us to discuss this film without also discussing those subjects. We're not experts in this field, we're just three white dudes from Iowa, so please bear with us. We're going to try our best to navigate this subject as respectfully as possible. Thank you. Oh, and this movie really did piss us off. So this episode might be a little angrier than normal. (laughs) This podcast contains adult language. Starting now.
1: Hello. And welcome to another episode of All the World's a Cage, the podcast where we suspiciously surveil Nicolas Cage's, at times, problematic filmography, one movie at a time. But it's not just a podcast, y'all. It's a disaster waiting to happen. Dance with us through a minefield of tone-deaf lunacy. Marvel with us at at a time where Nicolas Cage was billed higher than Samuel Jackson. And join me, Jeff, as I personally get fitted for a gold tooth, because... You know, awesome. Tonight, we're watching the 1993 buddy comedy crime movie Amos and Andrew, a film that definitely, 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 definitely would not get made today. No, God in heaven. No, absolutely not.
0: I don't even know how this movie got made in 1993. I Yeah, Jesus Christ. I, I mean, you said it was like a buddy comedy, and it is, but I, I was kind of like halfway through writing an intro and I talked to you and I called it <laughs> a race relations slash police brutality comedy, yeah. which is pretty much what this movie is.
1: Holy shit. Yeah. They're trying really hard to make you laugh
0: at something that isn't funny. I dude. And like we said in the intro, we're going to try our best to navigate the, uh, this subject with as much tact as we can um, please pair with us. Yeah, this is obviously a tricky
1: subject. Um, we're gonna do our best. Uh, you know, if we say anything wrong, you know, tell us. Like, I, I I like learning things and correcting my behavior. Yeah, I'm gonna
2: I'm gonna have to apologize. I I just picked this one because I remember seeing it on Jeff's shelf <laughs> and being like, yeah, I don't know what that one's about. Yeah, no. We- I, I don't know what that one's about but now that I'm like looking at the 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 movie like the poster you got Nick Cage in a wanted poster and you have GQ magazine with Samuel L. Jackson on the cover. Yeah. Which I didn't get. I didn't I didn't pick up on that uh oh, boy, what that God. was about yeah. until and the movie so started.
1: In this movie uh, Samuel L Jackson is the fictitious uh, author playwright lecturer Andrew Sterling um, who is like you know a black issues author basically
0: yeah he's like yeah and like a, a lecturer he has like a PhD in um, cultural anthropology
1: or something like that yeah 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 um and he has just bought a new house on this like gated community, basically. It's an island. Uh they they say a bunch of times throughout the movie. And uh things go awry
0: for him because everyone's fucking super racist all the time. Yeah. It's I mean it's supposed to be like the Hamptons, but they don't ever say that it is. It's just supposed Nantucket to be a place up north it's like a nice <laughs> island. Just, oh. um, and and you know, this movie is like they said, we didn't know. <laughs> we just kind of were like, we when we pick a movie, we try to bounce around the eras a lot, you know? So we did like Valley Girl, which was like 80s, and then we did Primal, which was modern, and then we did, I forget after that, something in the 90s. And we try and bounce around um yeah not just time period too but
1: also like you know genre and tone and quality you know like yeah a good movie than a bad movie you know so we're trying to balance a lot of metrics and this one literally we're just like none of us have ever even heard of this okay let's do it i've got i bought it on dvd because i you know bought a bunch of his movies on dvd that i haven't seen yet Uh
2: uh-huh and uh (laughs) yikes wow Uh, and i was not surprised that there was no special features on this disc.
1: Yeah. What what else do you need to know?
0: <laughs> nobody, nobody wants to talk about this one, including me. Um, <laughs> just a heads up, you are about to hear three white dudes choose their words very carefully for about an hour. So, yeah. Well,
2: so we could sum this uh, movie up for you guys, but how uh, about you just go and go onto Spotify or... Maybe even like uh, YouTube and type in Sir Mix-a-Lot.
1: Yeah. uh, Do we want to buck tradition here and do our behind the scenes segment first? I don't know what you guys are talking about. Okay. so (laughs) the credits. Did you watch the credits or did you just throw the DVD into the sun as fast as you possibly could
0: after? Yeah, no, I closed the window pretty much immediately. As soon as I knew the movie was over, I got out. Okay, like, okay, well, then let me tell you, you fucked up big time because
1: (laughs) (laughs) the ending credits uh, is a song by Sir Mix-a-Lot written specifically for the movie called Suburban Nightmare. Not suburban, Suburban Nightmare. And it's pretty much like a shitty Sir Mix-a-Lot retelling of the entire plot of the movie. Like, it's literally is, it's not like, it's not like echoing the themes that are explored here. It's just... No, beat by beat, It's just the move. It's literally, it's like, Abel's got a
0: shotgun and I've got a frying pan. Like, literally. (laughs) So, um... They were like, this is a delicate subject. This is, you know, this is a tense subject. And this is a tense time for this. This fucking, uh, King was just the year before. So... They're like, we need to ha- make sure we can find someone who handles this with subtlety. What's what's that big butts dude? Get? Yeah. <laughs> what's he doing?
1: Hip hop artist that's known for subtlety and nuance.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. It's fucking oh, Sir I, Mix I a was going to
2: say he's known wow. for uh, a love of of large posteriors.
1: Yeah. Oh, right. That oh, is what he's known me, for. Oh, yeah. Also,
2: right. his posse is on Broadway. Yeah.
1: So uh, basically, because nothing else about this movie really interested me. Uh, I just dug around to see if there was any print copies of this song, uh, which, so there, there was no official soundtrack for this movie released. Really? Yeah, shocking, I know. But the song mm-hmm. "Suburban Nightmare is included on the Rhino Records uh, compilation. Whoop! here it is. Hip-hop hits uh, alongside Jeez songs Christ. such as Pu- Push It. By salt and pepper That's a good song. Uh, Informer by Snow. Rapper's Delight, of course, by the Sugar Hill Gang. Wow. And whoomp, There It Is by Tag Team. And um, this
0: song? Those are and, all, like, classic and songs. And song. this?
1: Yeah. And so if you want to get a CD that has all of those great classic songs, and and also <laughs> this one. And this one. It is available on eBay for a combined buy-it-now and shipping price of $5.80. So. I'm going to... A-
0: buy that right now. You
1: can go ahead and pick that up. Supplies are limited. Yes. <laughs> I have yeah. to imagine the two copies that are available for sale on eBay are probably the last two copies of this CD that will be ever sold to anyone
0: ever. Ever. So. If wow. Um okay, I let's I'm just going to bite the bullet here. If you haven't seen this movie before, here's what it's about. Um Samuel L. Jackson like he said is a very Um, like wealthy and I don't know the word influential person I guess um, Mm -hmm. who moves to like a gated community not a gated community but like a very nice upscale um, liberal Uh, I can
2: I can only imagine it's a couple doors down from the get out mansion
0: yeah like I drew that comparison a bunch of times when I was watching this movie and um he moves in over the winter and his neighbors don't know that the their old neighbors are gone so they see him in the house old neighbors were white so they see a black guy in the house and they're like this couple is supposed to be like liberal progressive people but they are still like subconsciously racist you know so they call the cops the cops show up immediately assume the worst that it's like a hostage situation and they shoot at sam jackson um because they think he's holding a gun and he's not he's holding his car keys
1: yeah he's trying to turn off his car alarm which uh brad dourif in like basically blackface he puts he rubs dirt on his face and and the (laughs) oh josh i'm so sorry buddy we're (laughs) gonna make it through this together you didn't do it brad dorff did it i know but he 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 rubs this dirt on his face and the police chief just looks at him and is like
0: dude and he's like what it's night ops chief it's yeah it's 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 weird because it's like a blackface joke but like it's it's like they're making a joke about blackface being stupid like you know what i mean But anyway,
1: well, I mean, that's that's like the whole thing that's going on in this movie. To be clear, this movie is not like sending the message that, you know. The cops responses is is in any way warranted. It's very clearly coming down against that. It's just delivering it in a way that is intended to be comedic. And I mean, I don't know, maybe there was a point, you know, in Our lives where I would have laughed at this movie But oh my god at that point Is dead and buried like it just I was just Immensely (laughs) uncomfortable the whole time So like yes I was like Yeah I I mean they're making They're just making a joke out of a very uh, Serious subject matter And not It's not funny enough to work Mm -hmm. Like
0: I I read the Roger Ebert review for it like 15 Minutes ago watched mm -hmm. the movie like Earlier this afternoon Uh, But I wanted to see what people thought of it at the time. And um, he says in in his review, he says, it's not a joke that a lot of people are going to think is that funny. Which is really true. Like, it's the movie's actual plot and concept is not inherently, in my opinion, it's not inherently problematic. It's about, you know, rich white liberals thinking they're not racist, but they really are. And a bunch of racist, incompetent cops who do illegal shit to try and take, avoid taking responsibility for police brutality. Um, Sam Jackson's character isn't like a caricature, and he could have been. Um, Giancarlo Esposito's character sort of is. He's like the Al Sharpton analog guy. He's mm-hmm. kind of. It's that's a little not great.
1: Yeah, but, yeah, and I mean it's a bit part, like it's a smaller part, so it you know, but yeah, it's it's pretty cartoonish. I mean, it, like. The movie is presented in a cartoony way with the like mm-hmm. goofy prospector who brings his bloodhounds and stuff like so it's not it's not like as out of place at least I mean but
0: that's like that's what I'm saying is that the the actual plot the content of it is not problematic, I don't think it, but it's the way it's portrayed that is right? This sort of subject matter is really serious. and you can't make a fucking like odd couple screwball comedy about this fucking subject like there's the part when Sam Jackson is at the end of the movie he says like don't you think I should be allowed to set up a stereo in my own home without being mistaken for a thief and it's really serious and very dramatic but the score is this like corny fucking like sitcom jingle it's that's the which is the whole problem
1: with this fucking movie it's like yeah, mus- music composed by Richard Gibbs in this film includes a fucking jaw harp to give you a picture of mm-hmm. yeah when he's running from Yeah, like
0: the movie could have been if this was a drama, and they played it completely straight. I think it would have been fine. And I think if they had done the comedy, um, in like a darker way, if they'd been like angrier, yeah. about the comedy, and they hadn't portrayed it as like screwball, uh, then I think it probably would have been. Maybe not fine, but better. But it's just because it's supposed to be like, like you as the audience, you're supposed to be like, look at this funny mix up. Yeah, I, yeah. I
1: mean, this, obviously, this is the sort of subject matter that's going to be best tackled by, you know, a black director or a black screenwriter. <laughs> you know, in, in this case, we have neither because <laughs> it's the same uh, guy. E, e. Max Fry. Yeah. E. Max Fry. You know, which I mean, I, I don't know. I can't speak. I imagine that in 1992, 1993, uh, you know, black directors probably weren't, you know, super commonplace in like m- mid to high budget Hollywood movies. So when did uh when
0: did Do the Right Thing come out? Before this, 1989, I think. Yeah. OK, so I mean, yeah, you're right. Like. And that was, I think that was like an independent movie.
1: Yeah, uh, definitely. I mean, this movie had a $17 million budget wow. and uh, was distributed by Columbia. You know, this is Castle Rock Entertainment and New Line Cinema. So this is, it was a, a big movie. First of all, huge flop and absolutely <laughs> blasted by the critics, which yeah. makes fucking sense. It makes sense. But I mean, this was like a full-fledged Hollywood Damn.
0: Movie. And you know what? There are weirdly parts of this movie that I thought were like really like socially conscious for the time or even like for now, like when they talk about the sheriff doing stuff because he's trying to get elected. Yeah, because it's election season. Yeah, that's like a big thing. And it's something people haven't talked about much until like really recently. Yeah, there were
1: aspects of this movie that... I thought were interesting and and handled well. like we talked about get out earlier. and um, yeah, you know, obviously this movie's a far cry from that. <laughs> yeah, you know, which is a masterpiece. But the things in this movie that work, uh, reminded me a lot of it. Like the couple, the Gilmans, uh portrayed by Michael Lerner and Margaret Colin. um, these are like an upper class liberal, a uh, couple uh the husband phil gilman uh he makes a point they make a point of mentioning a couple of times that he was uh one of the lawyers for the chicago seven uh is that a real thing which it is a real thing uh in 1968 uh originally it was eight people and then i don't know charges against one of them got dropped somewhat early on i think but Mm -hmm. it was a long drawn out court case where these seven people were basically accused of inciting like race riots Mm -hmm. oh oh, and 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 they ended up event you know they were charged first they were found like not guilty of inciting a riot but the judge charged them all with contempt of court they had to go back to court those charges end up eventually getting dropped You know, so in the end, basically they win, but it was like a super lengthy, drawn out, highly publicized court battle. So this movie, you know, supposes that this, you know, fictitious character, Phil Gilman, he is one of the lawyers that worked on that case back in 1968. So this guy is like a liberal. You know, it's the same it's the exact same thing in get out where the father is like, oh, I would have I would have voted for Obama a third time, you know, like as if that fucking means anything right. like, you know, so those little flourishes that they, you know, drop in in the script here. I I think there are things in this movie that work. It's yeah. just like, God, the t- overall tone of the movie just makes it. It's. So brutal. Yeah, <laughs> like-
0: and like I, one thing that I really thought was a great touch was the way the wife, um, it, God, I forgot her character's name. I wrote it down. But um, she constantly specifies that Sam, Samuel L. Jackson is a black man. One time her her husband is talking to a reporter, and he's like, so we saw this man. And the wife goes, a black man, like specifies it. And that just reminded me of all the times I've been talking to somebody, like a a coworker or like a cousin or something, and they've been telling me a story, and they've slipped in like, so. And then this black guy walks in, and I'm like, do I need to know that? You know, like is that is yeah, relevant you, to the story? Usually not. Like you can <laughs> It's usually not. You can't just be like a guy. Like I do. I need to. Am I, do I need to be aware of that? It's just like there's a lot of little touches like that where I was like this movie's pretty smart for how fucking stupid it is. Yeah. I mean, like
1: they took a huge risk on the core concept of how it was going to be presented. Um, And I don't know, maybe, maybe there's a joke I'm not getting here. I mean, I know they're invoking this famous radio program, Amos and Andy, which is, a radio program that ran from like the 20s through the early 60s that was two black men are the main characters and they were portrayed by white actors. And eventually after running for like a super long time, it eventually got like canceled because, you know, there ended up being backlash to, you know, the, these people playing characters outside of their race on a radio program so maybe i mean i don't know i guess i should have done more research about this before we started recording but maybe it's i i don't know what the i don't know what the tone of amos and andy was maybe
0: they're trying to echo probably not great oh i i'm sure it's not (laughs) great i'm probably as, as delicate as like a sledgehammer oh jesus christ man Uh, No, I thought the same thing. I meant to look into uh, Amos and Andy and see what it was about, but uh, I forgot to. Um,
1: I I mean, I I read about it a little bit, but I mean, I just couldn't, you know, I'm I'm thinking about it now and I'm like, maybe the comic, like the like comic strip tone of this movie is supposed to like echo that. But I mean, come on, I wasn't going to fucking just listen to a bunch of Amos (laughs) and Andy like you can't possibly expect me to do We already we make a podcast
0: Where we watch all the Nicolas Cage movies Isn't that enough punishment for me <laughs> Haven't we given you enough And also when did Amos and Andy Get uh, cancelled When did you say that was uh, 1960 I think So then like was... what's the audience Like if if you're really referencing that should, Can you really reference like a A radio show That got cancelled 30 years ago yeah, and have that be like a joke?
2: Yeah, that's that's a weird way to put it, but I mean, Jesus, yeah, that's fucking weird. Um, yeah, thirty years is a long uh, time. Uh, yeah, and uh, especially when it's like, I don't know, just some weird caricatures on a radio play or something like that is, like, this is a leap to a mar- large budget motion picture, like you know.
0: Yeah, it's it's strange. Seems.
2: No. And I, I mean, I, I had never heard of this movie up until, you know, we decided to watch mm-hmm. it. And I'm sure I will never hear about it again <laughs> after.
0: I hope to <laughs> God we, I never... Unless we fuck it up real bad. Yeah, I, hoped, um, I was going to say, I really hope so, we never hear about this movie again. As far
2: as the synopsis goes, uh, how far did we get? The police are surrounded the house because they think a black man is... Uh, holding the ho- family hostage. Yes. You have the neighbors who called the police. Yeah. Uh, bragging to uh, local press about how oh we cairned up this whole like
0: you know neighborhood. Yeah. Real, really cairned it up. Oh, I, I do oh, want to God. say that there is one point um, where Sam Jackson does, I think, the worst falling asleep acting I've ever seen. <laughs> you know the part on <laughs> talking of when he's reading his book and he's like, kind oh. <laughs> <laughs> of. And he's got his, like, feet up in the easy chair. And he does these, like, really deliberate, like, blanks where he's like, oh, oh. (laughs) I was was cracking up at that. But, yeah, yeah, sorry. Also,
2: reading a magazine with his own face on it. Oh, man, baller move. (laughs) I didn't even think about that. You're
1: right. Uh, Yeah, that's, I mean, that's tight as hell. I would definitely be framing a magazine that had a picture of me on it, for sure. (laughs)
2: Yeah.
1: Um, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, his uh, Samuel Jackson's uh, acting in this movie, I think, is is pretty on point. And this yeah. is um, before he had really broken through. Uh, this this is a year ahead of uh, Pulp Fiction, which is basically his breakthrough into, you know, successful movies. At least this uh, was his second leading role after appearing in National Lampoon's Loaded Weapon, which wow. is like a, their par- parody of the Lethal Weapon series. So,
2: which is not bad. I've got not to bad. watch that. <laughs> It's great. is it's, it's it's great.
1: Uh, I had never heard of it before, but you know the old National Lampoon movies generally generally make me laugh. I'll admit it. I,
0: I think Chevy Chase is funny. Yeah, I think Chevy Chase is he's decently funny. Um.
2: Yeah, yeah. As long as you keep it to like you know you know silly gags of like sight gags and falling over. Man knows how to not drink water properly. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, that he but. does. Like, when it comes to falling over, fake heart attack, you know, yeah. nails it, knocks it out of the yeah. park. Um, but, like, when, when, when he's, like, I don't know, Caddyshack 2? Yeah. Uh, just him trying to act suave and cool. It never really comes off, like, real. Yeah, yeah. and
0: don't ask him what he thinks about, like, stuff. Um, yeah. And you're usually good.
2: Don't play voicemails that he's in.
0: Yeah. <laughs> 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 On you, your podcast. If Chevy Chase so... ever leaves you a voicemail, just delete it. That's a really specific joke. But anyway. Um, so it's about this point in the movie <laughs> that
1: we get introduced to uh, Nick Cage's character, who is um, really icky, as it turns out. Yes, uh, he
0: is a purposeful statutory rapist.
1: Yeah, yeah. And when they first introduce that, it's like, they, I
2: don't know. They I, play it as
0: a joke. Well, and he well, and he yeah. says, he's like, I didn't know she was 17, you know. Yeah. And,
2: and this is the time in a in america where there's still pop songs about how you you know she was only 17
0: yeah wasn't Gross. that like a winger yeah. song Gross. that was that was winger right they had a song that was called no. like 17 oh well maybe. i don't
1: know probably i, I mean I, I there was, were like a bunch uh, ted nugent has one i'm pretty sure
2: right yeah, i was thinking of like um rick james or you know wow there's a lot of these or some there's shit so like...
0: many of these <laughs> why are there so many of
2: these God. Yeah, it's just, like, ah, gross, gross. It's, yeah, it, it
1: was, like, commonplace, so.
2: But then he, of course, like, delivering that line, he, like, smiles, and you see this big-ass gold tooth, and I'm like, okay, that's cool.
1: Okay,
0: yeah, the gold tooth was awesome. It looks pretty cool. Uh, yeah. I, gotta, I, I loved it. Admit,
2: it's pretty great. Yeah, but
0: any, so he is in the local jail. He um, is not from the area, uh, but he got arrested there, so he's in, like, the local jail. We're introduced then to also the police, who are not great. Uh, there's the police chief who is an awful human being, and there's yeah. Brad Dorif is like a bumbling idiot who I actually thought was really funny in this movie. Like, yeah, when he sets off the car alarm, yeah, the first <laughs> the time, I time I was just like, <laughs> did he trip?
2: Did that looked like he hit his head. <laughs> I was I was laughing at that, and then yeah, the I... second time was I was just I was like outlet. La- out loud laughing, laughing. Yeah, uh, it was good.
1: I laughed pretty hard at the second one. Yeah, oh, yeah. there's like a
0: bunch of funny fucking jokes in this movie, which sucks because this movie fucking sucks. <laughs> yeah, well,
1: I, you know, what are you gonna do? I mean, I like, we, we weren't laughing at the badness, you know? I don't know.
2: I I don't know. You play off the they play off all the cops as like just bumbling idiots. Yeah, it's like right. incompetency. But yet, it's an election year, so you gotta. Yes. You gotta just do whatever you can, whether it's in, yeah. within the confines of the law or not. Most likely not. God, that was just. It's such a convoluted plan. It's so convoluted. Yeah. Tell, tell us Nick the plan. Cage. They want Nick Cage to break into the House, tie up Samuel L. Jackson or Sterling to. I thought they were asking him to kill him. Like, I thought I was not very clear of that. And I was just like, this is this is unnerving, actually. This is fucked up. Um, yeah, I was
0: like, this is super dark.
2: Yeah. yeah and then I'm... he gets in there, ties him up. But then they, like, you know, chat for a little bit. And they're clearly not friends at this point. But they are, like, learning more about each other. Mm-hmm. And then I just kept thinking, like, he's just going to say something where it's like, oh, yeah, the police chief told me to come in here and do this. Like, you know, like. I thought that would have been like the first thing that happens. Yeah, but he has
1: to not tell him, right? Because that's the whole thing is that he's going to basically their plan is he's going to he's going to fake kidnap him and then he's just going to give himself up and the cops will just let him go. They're like, we'll haul you back off to jail and then we'll just put you on a bus to Canada and you can fuck off into the night and we won't tell anyone about this. We won't tell you know, we won't show your face. We won't use your real name. Mm -hmm. so you know he goes along with it so i think he is incentivized to not tell sterling the plan because if he does then you know his Mm -hmm. anonymity is compromised basically
0: yes but then when his anonymity is compromised which is like almost immediately yeah then he could just tell samuel l jackson but he doesn't right yeah we forgot a bit we we skipped a big part where um So the the neighbors call the cops. The cops show up. uh, And then they go up to the house to, like, approach it. And they, like, assume the worst. They assume because the neighbors don't know the family that lived there before has moved.
2: So they assume
0: that not only has this guy broken into the house, mm -hmm. that he's also, like, taken them hostage. Yeah. So the police immediately treat it like a dangerous hostage situation. Um, Samuel L. Jackson's car alarm gets set off. He comes outside and he sees one of the cops, Brad Dorif, who like tells him, you know, to get on the ground. He doesn't know that he's a cop because he doesn't identify himself as a cop, which is sad, like depressingly relevant. Um, and Sam Jackson can't understand him because his car alarm is going off. So he tries to turn the car alarm off and then like all the cops start shooting at him. And then they discover who he is. Right. And that he's the actual homeowner and they're like, oh, shit, we fucked up. And that's when they tr- bring Nick Cage in to try to get out of. Right. Responsibility. Yes. Yeah, that is
1: important. They the phone company gets them a line into the house. So they talk to Samuel L. Jackson and he's like, yeah, I'm he's like, what? No, I'm not Bob and Rita or whatever. I'm Andrew yeah. Sterling. I bought this house. And like, you know, Dabney Coleman as the the chief uh, Cecil Tolliver It's like pretty brutal in this scene, the like look of hopelessness that falls over his face.
0: It's like, (laughs) yeah, bud, you fucked up super big time. Really fucked up, buddy. I actually I liked the moment when they're talking to each other and they don't know who the other person is. Kind of like when Sam Jackson doesn't know it was the cops shooting at him and the cops don't know that he's the homeowner. They think he's, like, some other person. Like, it was a weird, like, dramatic irony situation that I thought was, like, kind of clever. Yeah. Um. But, yeah. Uh, so then they bring in Nick Cage and... Give him a shotgun. They give him a shotgun. This movie is so, like, convoluted. It's so hard to, to take apart because there's so much... It's just so tangled up, you know? Yeah.
2: Well, that's uh, trying to, like, be more convoluted to make it so the, 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 like confusion between the characters is a little bit more warranted, but
1: yeah, right, I mean, right. Yeah. They, they, like they
2: kind of have
0: to make it, it com- like a Fargo kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So when they, uh, approach the house, they fire on him. They have the phone call. Uh, then you have the, the like neighbors, the Gillums, Gollums? uh, Gilman's Gilman's, Gilmans. um, they, they, uh, of course, like, go to the first press, like, you know, person they see, someone uh, with a video camera, and are just bragging about how they called the police on a black man. Yeah, I like, did what yeah.
1: anyone on this island would do. That's an important line. Yeah. That is a very important line.
2: And he, yeah. <laughs> Jeff pointed yeah. out he had uh, recycled a line that he said to the cops, where he says, when you see a black man with stereo equipment you know exactly what's going on. And he said that to the cops and then recycles that line to the, to the press where it's just like, Oh, this asshole thought that was a cool thing to say. Yeah. Like, yeah. Fucking yeah.
0: dipshit. Again, this was a year after Rodney King. <laughs> Jesus dude. Yeah. And then, I, yeah. I mean,
1: like that makes it. I mean, obviously like, you know, watching this movie, In 2020, you know, following all of the outcry after George Floyd's death and stuff, all of these protests, you know, that have spread across the whole country and the whole world. It's it's going to feel super tone deaf now, but it probably felt just as fucking (laughs) bad in
2: 1993. Like, that's absolutely wild to me. Like, that's why you play up the like incompetent cops, because they're like. I mean, you know, when he falls over for the second time, I was like, where's the cue the slide whistle? Like, you know, yeah, where's real. the banana peel? Like these guys are yeah. cartoonishly stupid where it's like right. I can I can understand like, you know, you know, people making mistakes. But the the like goofiness about it is just like, how did you guys make it to be cops? Yeah. it's just goofy. I, like you're you're silly. You're a bunch of silly people and
1: I, I, I mean it's super upsetting because the incompetency like they're portrayed as incompetent and that's just an excuse you know for the actual brutality that happens knowingly like yeah it yeah. It, it it makes it come off as like a fucking boys will be boys fucking bullshit you know yeah know.
0: Ex- no exactly that's ex- you're exactly and then wrong.
2: Well, okay, moving forward when uh you know, uh the the Gilfoils, god damn it. Gillum's golems. The golems go back to their hu- <laughs> the, they the, crawl the gole- back into their Let's house. go with golems. The golems crawl back into their hut. Um yeah. very nice uh estate uh hut. Anyways, um <laughs> yeah, I forgot and- they even start like, you know, they show them at the beginning of the movie where he's mowing the lot yard and then it zooms it's like from the like side of the there's like off cam or off to the side of the camera, is the uh, those like lawn jockeys? Which I was just like, oh, those are racist. As yeah, hell. Oh, it's yeah. Like, like yeah, it's I like re- it's like a little black Sambo
0: statue, basically. Yeah. Oh, yeah. and also their dog is named Rommel. That's a Nazi. Like Rommel was like a Nazi general. Oh Jesus, fucking Christ! I didn't, even, know Christ. That. I didn't yeah, even catch so, the dog's name. So I was like, oh, they're secret racists. But then, no, they're just like no, they're
1: they're not. I mean, that's the thing. Well, I mean, they are, but they're not like. Yeah. Well, they're secretly
2: prejudiced. I
1: guess. Yeah, they're I not... mean, it's it's all based in like ignorance, not hate. You know, yeah. they're, which they're, is yeah, which is like the most important type of racism to confront because it's the people that don't think that they're racist, but are complicit mm-hmm. in these you know systemic problems.
0: You know, he's a lawyer. This guy's a lawyer. I love also there's a funny part when he's like he's he talks about how his like in his past he represented, you know, the Chicago seven. And then he talks about like fighting for people's freedoms. And then his wife is like he is mostly personal injury. Oh, now, oh yes. he yes. now he is. And he goes, yes, but I would love the, the opportunity to fight for constitutional rights. Yeah, fucking yeah, and blow it's like, it so out he's, your fucking
2: ass. He's a glorified ambulance chaser. you fucking yeah. kidding me? So they get back to their house,
1: and uh, he lights up a big, giant fucking joint and know, starts it wasn't smoking it.
2: Wasn't that big?
1: I don't know. Fucking big fan. Like, look.
2: Sean's he, over here
1: joint shaming. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> we, <laughs> joint
2: shaming. I'm not kink shaming, like, hey. I mean, if you want to tie somebody up consensually, go for it. Go for it. Yeah. But that just, shouldn't be the punchline. Just get that
1: skinny, <laughs> skinny joint out of my face. Yeah.
2: Get that tiny little joint out of here. Fucking kidding me.
0: Yeah.
1: But yeah, he 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 smokes weed, and then is like, he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call the. Uh, news stations, there's no reason this shouldn't be on the 11 o'clock news, Mm -hmm. you know, which, you know, thankfully ends up being a good thing. In the end, their presence, or whatever, it makes it harder for Tolliver to sweep his fuck up under the rug. But, like, you know, it's just another one of those little things where it's, like, his fucking privilege, he just can't, he's like, I'm gonna... You know, we we're going to go after we call the cops, we're going to go back down to the house and talk to the cops. And then we're going to talk to the press and then we're going to talk to more press because this is all about us.
2: Yeah, we called them. We called them. We know all the things that are going on in this neighborhood, except for who the fuck moved in. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) You don't know that your good friends skip town.
2: Also, when they say that it's like they're good friends, I just was like. Well, they clearly weren't good enough friends to tell you, Oh, we're moving <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> because you know what? They anymore. probably fucking hated you. Yeah. yeah, that's why they didn't say goodbye. OK, whatever. Sorry. So, yeah. So then,
0: <laughs> oh, there's also a scene where an independent reporter tries to interview a cop and the po- chief of police literally looks at them and says, fuck the First Amendment. Yeah, he yeah. does. He <laughs> does say that.
2: And that I think was supposed to be also on that tape this yeah. fucking
0: oh yeah that is that is on the tape
2: <gasps> so i it's like you're, oh you're totally
0: right it's like
1: the very end he's saying to him like i'm gonna have to con- confiscate that tape and the like you know schlubby fake reporter guy is like isn't that i guess the first amendment?" <laughs> so, he's like fuck <laughs> the first amendment give me that tape
2: yeah and i'd yeah. be like fucking take it motherfucker no that's yeah <laughs> can't
0: can't recommend that can't you, recommend they, would, that they would be like okay, <laughs> wow. okay. <We> will. <laughs> so then um yeah uh nick cage um then goes into the house and like ties sam jackson up and there's a like a short period of time where sam jackson doesn't know the situation he thinks that Because he doesn't know who was shooting at him. He doesn't know it was the police. He just knows it was somebody. So he thinks it's Nick Cage now, which is like the whole plan. Um, And they have like a bunch of conversations. And you learn more about like who um, Sam Jackson is. And this is where you learn that he's like like a lecturer and an author and a playwright and stuff. And this is also the moment when I was like, I knew the whole movie was just going to be about race. I'd been kind of hoping up to this point that they veer off that -hmm. they would, you know, look away that they would blink and just not do it. But as soon as he said that, I was like, yeah, this whole fucking movie is going to be about race. God damn it. And it was, and it was, um, yeah. And then, um, I don't remember exactly how I think Nick Cage starts watching TV and he sees himself on there, which breaks the deal yeah, because all the press shows up at this point. Mm-hmm. He's literally, he's
1: on the phone with Tolliver, and Tolliver's like, okay, come right out, and then Brad Dorf comes up and is like, the press is here, the real press. So, yeah, then then the plan is off, mm-hmm. and uh, Amos O'Dell brings Samuel L. Jackson outside, pointing the gun at him, and and demands that he be given a ransom of a helicopter and $1 million, and then he'll you know, leave in his helicopter with his million dollars. And that's his new
0: plan. Which I he like, totally knows how to fly by the way.
2: Yeah. I did <laughs> like his line about that where he's just like, isn't that what everybody wants? Some money and a way to get the hell out of here. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. Okay. Sure. Yeah. I mean, he's not like a heavy thinker here, you know?
0: Yeah. And there's, there was a funny liner on this time where, um, No, actually, I think it happens a little later, but this is one of the few moments where I laughed out loud during this movie. But there's this scene where um, Sam Jackson is confronted by their neighbor's dog and is like uncomfortable about it. And there's a whole history there in American history. If you don't know about it, Mm -hmm. look, look into it. I'm not going to get into it here because I won't do it justice, but look into it. There is a lot. Yeah, there's Um, connotations for sure. Yeah. And this movie knows it. (laughs)
1: I mean, especially the fucking dog is named after a Nazi general. I did not catch that at all. Well,
0: at first I was like, I thought the subtitles were wrong and it was like Ronald. And but then later they say it really clearly. And I was like, nope, it's just a Nazi dog. Um, But yeah, Sam Jackson is uncomfortable around it. And he mentions like, you know, he he kind of implies the, the like racial component to it. And Nick Cage looks at him confused and says completely deadpan he goes dogs are colorblind <laughs> and i was like that's pretty funny <laughs> yeah well, yeah i i i liked nick's line here
1: too where he's like the samuel l jackson is like i can look at this dog and i know that he doesn't like black people and nick cage is like well i know one thing if you don't shake his hand he won't like the next one that he meets and i was like yeah yeah i <laughs> I guess, man. I don't know. That seems like a crazy oversimplification, but I mean, I right. get, I get it. Yeah, and then like, I get it. E. Max Fry, like, you know, it's, <laughs> I don't. You don't. You don't even hear Nick Cage's well, voice saying it. It's just one of those lines where you're like, yeah,
0: okay, I get. Yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, the, the writer. There
2: might, there might be a reason why you know Max Fry only directed one movie.
0: Yeah, I was thinking that, and I didn't want to say it, but. I can see why some people after this movie came out were like, let's not give him another one. Let's talk a little bit about Nick Cage just in this role. Okay, yeah, let's do that. Um boring, right? Who cares? Yeah, he's not anything special in this one. Uh, he, I, I didn't yeah. care at
2: all. Yeah, he did do um, he did do that like head spin. Which we had seen before in another movie called A Face Off. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Which I was like, "All oh, right, maybe." So this is like him, like you know, getting that head head spin. You know, like he's he's working on something. He yeah. hasn't ri- quite nailed it down, but he will.
1: Yeah, he's settling into <laughs> some some cageisms that he will
2: revisit. You know, but overall mm-hmm. mellow performance. Like y- yeah, he, plays he doesn't a have pretty like a crazy, He doesn't have like a crazy freak-out scene. Mm-mm. He doesn't have like. Really, a lot to do in this movie, other than Mm. like he does that like you know cutesy bubbly eyes with uh, the pizza delivery girl. Where I just was like cringe. Everybody, everybody in the whole room was cringing. Like God, okay, I see why he's got a gold tooth and he's. You know so, was in just jail a, such a like, bag. he's just a bag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah samuel like, l jackson <laughs>
1: so he shames the gilmans for having like leather daddy stuff <laughs> in their bedroom
0: but he doesn't shame his new friend for being a pedophile like yeah and yeah. and i i totally thought because when he's talking to the pizza girl and he goes he's like how old are you and she says 17 i thought he was at least at least That he was going to be like, I shouldn't, you know what I mean? Like that, like that, at least that. He gets her number. But no, he's immediately like, he's like, ooh, really? Yeah, he leans in for a kiss
1: at one point, and I wanted to throw myself off a bridge. Yeah, I thought like when
2: he got her number, he was just like, oh, well, okay. He'll be like, I'll call you in a year. No, no, he doesn't say that. He just like. He just, like, licks his chomps and, like, is just, like, ugh, gross. Also, he, he shakes that pizza, which drew, <laughs> drove me crazy. Yeah, what the <laughs> fuck was that? <laughs> Who shakes a pizza? That cheese is all up on that top cardboard.
0: Yeah, disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, he turns it horizontal.
2: Yeah, as, or vertical. As,
1: as a pizza man myself, I can tell you that he treated that pie with immense
2: disrespect.
1: Mm-hmm. Like,
2: nobody was going to eat it afterwards. It's, like, no. a pile of crust and cheese in the corner of the box yeah he yeah. just chucks it out of the way too like yeah <laughs>
0: he just like, like yeah it doesn't even at least want to eat a fucking pizza
2: yeah it
1: might be the last thing you eat dude because yeah. you know that there's crazy cops that are just like fully down to shoot you at this point yes. like
0: um it, yeah so at some point during this the police chief comes into the house mm-hmm and
2: oh, uh, and the, you know pretty Warren, much yeah. yeah
1: yeah well yeah we've kind of gotten out of order here a little bit we've talked yeah. about some of the stuff that happens when they go to they sneak out and go to the neighbor's house mm-hmm. but basically before that uh tolliver is like okay well fuck it i'm just gonna come in and get him if he's not gonna come out because yes. he's not gonna actually shoot him he's not mm-hmm. a killer and i know that he's gonna come in and get nick cage yeah yes yes so he goes in and he's like draws a gun uh on nick and he's like you know hand him over like i know you're not actually gonna shoot him and then just super casually drops the slur oh the hardest one yeah and and then says like we don't want him on this island anyway i was like Uh, that like blew me out of my seat when I, when he said that I know because I thought that they were just going to go for the whole, everyone, the neighbors, the cops, all of them, I thought were going to be presented as the sort of, you know, quote unquote benign racists. You know what I mean? Yes, exactly. Yeah. I thought that's where the movie was headed. And then he's just like, we don't even want him on this Island.
2: And I was like, whoa, like also also in that scene, I thought he was just straight up going to shoot both of them.
0: Yes. Same.
2: I, I like. I thought that was where it was going, and it very well could have been, but it's yeah, a I frying mean... pan to the dome. Thank you, Samuel. Or Samuel.
0: Yeah, it, like, the, it's... <laughs> and how fucking, like, goofball is that for that situation? He gets hit in the yeah. head with a frying pan, like, bonk, yeah. haha. ha I'm surprised we didn't have a coconut sound effect. But... Yeah, I mean, it was... Okay, so the... <laughs> and, like, birds around his head.
2: <laughs> when he wakes up, you know, he's
0: like, oh, oh, he's got like a big bump. Yeah. God, fuck this movie. The, oh, he does I, have
2: I, a big bump. Well, I mean, the, <laughs> oh, the that's
0: true. He does. You're right. Yeah.
1: The, it, it was about this point in the movie, like it, the literal frying pan bonk to the dome, knock him out. It was about this point where I was like, OK, I get it. It's a, it's going to keep happening. It's going to mm-hmm. be more and more cartoonish. I got mm-hmm. desensitized enough to it to the point where when the bloodhound keeper hillbilly shows up on this upscale resort island. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That I like didn't even bat an eyelash at it. You know, I was just like, okay, yeah, this is happening now. Cause this is the
0: tone of the movie huh. that they went with. Didn't think about that until just now. Weird that an upscale Hamptons um, type island also just happens to have like, yeah, like a I mean... deep South bloodhound breeder. Yeah, but that with... guy. He says, "Get the twins." You yeah, know? get the uh, twins. <laughs> but
2: the <laughs> sorry, he's wearing overalls and he's just like, "Go on, get, get," and it's just yeah. like, uh, "I." <laughs> he's yelling and chasing those dogs, which also this is a little out of uh, order. Is the cap of the movie at the very end, at the end of the credits? You just see him chasing those dogs through a field. As oh, as if really? We really yeah, needed to fucking get scene. some closure huh? on that shit. I just was like, what? Out of all the things you could have done, that yeah. was what you thought we needed more of. Good on I, you. Okay. I,
0: you're like, hey, I remember this?
2: Oh, uh, no. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but, it. hey, every, you know, you think those high-end people or, like, rich people are going to clean their own clogged toilets? No, that's mm-hmm. what that guy's there for. That, yeah, you're probably right. He's like the handyman of the island, probably. Yeah, but okay. also uh, right. keeps fucking <laughs> bloodhounds because they're the <laughs> droopiest, funniest looking dogs.
1: <laughs> Are mean, they the funniest looking dogs, man? Wh- let's talk about. I want to. Let's talk about
2: this instead, dude. Are you I, sure about that? Any dog you look like you just deflated partially. <laughs> I'm always like, yeah, funny looking.
1: I mean, there's pugs. There's yeah. okay. Look at corgis. Corgis are contextually corgis. hilarious because they're yes. herding dogs. They're bred to herd sheep, and their legs are so teeny.
0: They're tiny. Yeah. Have you ever yeah. seen? I'm I'm positive I've made you guys look at this before, but um, I just want to talk about anything else instead. So, have you guys ever looked at uh, pictures of corgis bred with other dogs? Yeah, it's yep, the, have. it's the best. It's just I have. It, it just looks like the corgi shape just abominations like, that's what little, it is. little stubby legs and then like whatever the other dog is yeah with other
1: dog color patterns <laughs> P- just zeroxed over the top of them
0: exactly Have you seen yeah. the,
1: like, husky corgis oh yes shit. oh wild. man yeah I it's, so those. it's,
2: it's the majesty of a of a, like a husky like you know like a real like wolf looking dog and then some stupid little legs <laughs>
0: They're the best. <laughs> They're so cute. I love them so much. I just, I want to hold a thousand of them.
2: Oh, they
0: anyway, so. Okay, enough enough on the
2: Corgi tangent.
1: That was a
0: good break. Uh, that nice. Yeah,
1: that was nice. Um, Samuel
0: L. Jackson knocks the sheriff out, and they tie him up, and then they leave together. It's a The situation at this point is kind of unclear, which I didn't like. It's yeah, not like he's sure. a hostage. Samuel L. Jackson's still a hostage, kind of, but now yeah. it's just like there's just like a gun in the room you know what i mean like it's not like he's sitting on one side of the room and nick cage has like a gun pointed at him they're just like hanging out yeah and there's just like a gun next to them a, bu- well, like a bunch of times
1: yeah basically like amos odell ends up you know because i'll just jump at a little bit because we already went over some of this mm-hmm. stuff basically they get into the neighbor's house yeah. and a And a couple of different times, the cops blunder their way into thinking that they're still in the original house. So they're just they're in the neighbor's (laughs) house. The neighbors show back up and they get taken hostage too. the pizza comes. We've kind of gone over a bunch of this territory already. So I don't think we need to get super bogged down on it. The reason
2: they the reason they do uh, think they're still in the house is because. The, the negotiator oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah! which was one of the funniest parts of the fucking movie um, he wants, at one point he's like just talking on, he's just talking to an answering machine and he says so something along the lines funny. I had I had a bunny named Flopsy and um, <laughs> I loved him but we had to he scratched me so we had to take him back to the pet shop but I really wanted a <laughs> pony I <Yeah. laughs> just like
0: what? He's played by he's played by Bob Balaban, which um, if you've ever seen Christopher Guest movies before, he's, he's in, all in like them. all of them. He's just he, like
2: confessing his heart problems.
0: <laughs> to yeah, the it, was, it was machines. really funny. Yeah, yeah
1: definitely and, one of the most genuinely genuinely funny parts of the movie for sure.
0: Yeah, that, and I also thought the car door locking bit was funny when. Sam Jackson is in the front seat, locking the doors, and I'm I'm getting ahead, but you know the part I'm talking about. That's
1: fine. Look, we're almost at an hour already, and fuck yeah, this movie. I like know. we
0: we can jump around a little and, on this one. Like, I, if we try and summarize, I mean, it would. We're only like a third of the way into this fucking movie. Yeah, this I movie's mean, so convoluted.
1: Yeah, I I mean we've jumped ahead to some parts, so I would argue that total we've covered more than that, but. Right. I, I just don't. I, I don't know. Look, like, just, just if either either you watched this movie already in preparation for listening to this episode, and if you did, hey, I'm sorry. We fucked you over super bad on that one. Hey, it's not our
2: fault. You That's should our rec- bad. You guys need to recommend movies for us to watch, sorry. or we're just going to keep picking them at random. Well, actually, we're spoiler
1: gonna... alert, we, uh, <laughs> we do have a request this week. Oh, what is it? uh Forrest cochran has requested the film city of angels thank you forest so, all right forest uh, you're our winner that's gonna be our uh, next one can't be worse than this and and again <laughs> no, dude
2: don't say it it and, might happen
1: <laughs> and again uh, yeah, to, to anyone listening right now uh he he got that on one vote to zero for every other movie that's ever existed so again super super easy right now if you've got a bone to pick with a particular film you know let us know we'll do it like we want i mean we'll 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 just pick them that's fine too but you know if you have ones that you want us to watch we we
0: look forward to uh yeah and if you don't we're gonna pick one even worse than this Yeah, that's a threat. And I'm willing I'm to... I'm tired t- of asking. We're threatening now.
2: It's possible. We got 2-11, man. Yeah,
0: got I know the one.
1: I know the one that is worse than this.
2: It yeah. sucks, man. I don't want to watch that movie again.
0: Okay, <laughs> let's gonna... just do it. Let's just give a peek behind the curtain. There was this movie that we were going to do a few, I don't know, probably four or five episodes ago. Um. And I, I think it
1: was instead of Primal, we switched to Primal. because yes. it's like mm-hmm. the same era.
0: Right, and yeah. it was called Two Eleven, and it's like we didn't know anything about it. We just knew it was like an action movie. Can we I got, sell it for it. you?
2: Can I sell it to you? But like, yes, yeah. if it was a this better is, movie th- than it is, is
1: this your Sean's elevator pitch for Two Eleven?
2: <laughs> all right, all right, here we go. Okay, in. What's your favorite part about Blue Bloods? Uh, <laughs> it's it's the cop. <laughs> It's it's a family of cops with with great facial hair and uh-huh. they just love their family, their country and stopping terrorism.
1: That is my favorite part. I love it when people tell me an
2: elevator pitches what I like.
0: Yeah. So, and with the elevator pitches about another movie.
2: Imagine that. <laughs> also, we've got like we've got a, a angry hit team of militia like military dudes that ha- are just doing whatever they want for money.
1: And one of them is played by
2: Nick now, Gage's son. Now they have the opportunity to get millions and millions and millions of dollars. What do they do? They shoot the guy instead. And then <laughs> and then they just rob a random bank. Okay. <laughs> <That> is... <laughs>
1: okay. Bing. We've reached the 20th floor. Dude, I'm sorry. I'm gonna pass on this one.
2: Come on, I only need a $22 you, million dollar budget. You can
1: tell us a little bit more about it when we get to the episode i don't know next fucking year like yeah at least okay so in this movie as tone deaf as it is what they land on at least is police brutality bad not justified bad shouldn't happen yes yeah the movie's clearly against that two two eleven doesn't really reach that fucking same conclusion y'all oh, oh boy. it's straight up copaganda Propaganda. Uh, it, it was yeah. Buck Wild. I like, love that.
2: <laughs> it's a great word. That's a yeah, great Sean, word. Yeah, Sean.
1: Sean
0: taught me that one. That's, great. And a, that's I learned a great that from word. a coworker. I love it, man. Um, yeah. yeah. So we watched the trailer for that movie. We picked it, and we were like, great. And then we watched the trailer, and we were like, oh. I think it was yeah. right around um, after George, George Floyd got murdered when it was like really yeah. like it was like that week. So we yeah. were like, let's not do this one.
2: Yeah, let us let's not, a let's not movie do this one her. as long as Trump's president. Yeah, let's, let's just w- not do this. Yeah, let's let's, watch,
1: a, let's watch a movie about a,
0: t- a bad tiger instead. <laughs> we're gonna we're not gonna do that one until things have calmed <laughs> down. So in other words, we might never do that movie. Hey,
1: look, let's do it. We're gonna do it because yeah. we can fix it. We can still fix this country.
2: You can always you're uh, right, you're you can right, always just use right, that right. my, my elevator pitch as the
0: episode. I mean, we, <laughs> what we could do is, you guys ended up watching the movie. I haven't. Yeah. You, you guys could just explain it to me.
2: Oh, uh, we did. We did <laughs> that once. You'd like that. <laughs> You'd
0: like that. that, wouldn't you, Josh? I very much would.
1: You son of a bitch. How dare, how dare you? you? No. No. You know, we started this with a goal in mind. We're going to watch every goddamn <sighs> Nicolas Cage movie, and I tell you, I have sourced Industrial Symphony in number one on VHS- we're watching all of them. Wow! Okay. Wait, we didn't get the laser disc. We're wa- <laughs> I did not get the laser disc. <laughs> Damn
2: it! I wanted the laser disc. I was it, gonna frame it and
0: everything. Well,
1: the laser disc costs like fifty bucks, bud. So help <sighs> yourself to that one if you want
0: it. Let's let's wrap this. Let's wrap this up. Um, uh, great, sounds great. Okay, can
2: I just like blast <laughs> through the rest of
0: the movie? Yeah, Sean. Sure. Okay, g- so g- like, give us the synopsis for all of it.
2: So we're at the part where they like go into their neighbor's house. Uh, the neighbors aren't there at the time because they are currently, uh, you know, bragging to whoever will listen to them with a camera.
0: Yeah. Uh, yep. They
2: rummage through the house. They find a bunch of weird, uh, uh, I mean, a, v- a wonderful drawer full of interesting toys. And sex um,
0: grease. I thought oh, that, yeah. that was Big also funny b- that they just look at each other.
2: Yeah, but I also was well, like, yeah, do Nick, you think...
1: <laughs> Nick, like, holds the drawer open. He, like, start. He's like, holds it open and, like, looks over at him until like, he's like he's like come check this out you know <laughs> he like holds it open extra long to make sure that sterling sees it yes yeah. and
2: then um also it's like a nice like foam cut out of like each each toy has its own like little house <laughs> yeah. and it's yeah. like i <laughs> was just like foam core i was like damn that's like that's like i mean that's some uh like good planning i guess like i mean yeah
0: That's a good props department. You know what it was? Damn. Because the props people probably looked at the drawer and they were like, you can't see the, like, if we put the stuff in the drawer, you won't be able to see it. So they were like, we got to put it, like, in a display case. (laughs) If it's just a pile of, like,
2: fake dicks, then it's like, um, it's, uh, they might get confused on what that is. Yeah, Yeah. the sex
1: grease canister keeps rolling over, so it's illegible.
2: (laughs) Yeah, oh, man. (laughs) Anyways, I thought we were going to do this fast. Anyways. Sorry. <laughs> I just, we can't gloss over yes. the uh, sex grease. Yeah, I mean,
1: that's Can. like one of the other good parts of this movie. So I'm glad we and, talked and about that. We're not yucking yums, man.
2: We're not here no, to yuck. no. They're yums. This king shaming part, I mean, it's part of the time. They were like yeah. all about, like, hey, you got a weird thing. You like wearing underwear that isn't really for your gender? <laughs> well, whatever. You're kind of a weirdo.
0: Yeah. That's, not my, like,
2: that's just how they play the joke. Right. Yeah.
1: Nearly 10 years later, the song My Neck, My Back would come out and America would clutch its collective pearls. <laughs> and now in the year 2020, we're all about eating ass. So,
2: yes. yeah, that's that means you're it's a, a bottom sim- feeder, symptom Jeff. of the times.
1: And, and <laughs> WAP
2: is like the top song on the charts. Right now, and it super fucking rules. By the way, can I just say, like, the the edited version is raunchier than the unedited version. It blows my mind. How can you do that? (laughs) Really,
0: I haven't heard the edited one. Yeah, the Uh, wet and
2: gushy. It's worse than pussy, dude. Just say pussy.
0: Wet and gushy.
2: Oh, just makes me cringe when they say it. I prefer the word gushy to be used to describe, like, I don't know, gummy bears. The texture of applesauce. (laughs) And (laughs) just those
0: two things. (laughs) Yeah.
2: And even food, that is a hard sell. Anyways, moving on. They, like, you know, go through their shit. They end up smoking, like, Nick Cage smokes a little roach in the ashtray. Then they come home. Shock surprise, now you have some extra uh, hostages in the situation. Uh, They tie them up with uh, their bondage equipment uh, as well as they keep trying to find the car keys. Uh, Head um, Mr. Gollum... Uh, does doesn't want to divulge that uh, location, although he is doing it with his eyes. If you just look at what he's doing, he's staring at the keys.
1: Yeah, he, he doesn't want to give up his car. He says it's a fifty thousand dollar car, which blew me away because it looks like a fucking Toyota Camry. Uh, yeah. Was... All cars in the
0: 90s looked the exact same. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's true. It's funny yeah. that and people might say the same thing about us in like 30 years yeah probably I
2: mean yeah yeah, I mean it's like refrigerators and toasters with wheels man like it's really (laughs) uninspired Um, except for like have you seen that Tesla truck fucking shit dude yeah that shit is dope but that's like let's finish talking it's like a trapezoid I know I was just like okay now this is a futuristic looking car yeah finally Um, but it's on earth still. Why is it on earth? And then not Mars. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So then why didn't you shoot that into space? Whatever. (laughs) So then they, not the point
0: they get in the car.
2: (laughs) Yes. And then here comes that funny back and forth of unlock the car door. Unlock the car door. Yeah. And of course, like he doesn't like, you know, he never roughs up anybody because he's really not actually a bad dude. Yeah.
0: He's not a violent dude Except for he is a racist. He is is a bad Um, dude. He's just not a violent dude. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's yeah uh, I mean like and they try to make him sympathetic like when they're in the house he gives that speech about um or that monologue about sea monkeys when he was a kid Mm
2: -hmm. and how he wanted
0: them because he thought they looked like they were like happy and he wanted like a happy family because he had like a bad childhood and then he got it and they were just like dirt like a dirty mess that didn't work right and he's like but I was never very good at reading the directions so it was probably my fault and I was like, that is awesome. Like that's really sympathetic. And Sam Jackson mm-hmm. then gives his speech about um his dad washing his mouth out with soap. And I was like, that's also really good. Yeah. And like That was a good oh, yeah. speech.
2: His also he delivers the monologue where they're put he's putting on the tie and he's referring or talking about how his father yeah. worked for thirty some odd years yeah. uh, for this company and then ended up being partner and then a week later dying after retirement and then nobody coming to his funeral except for the other black, the only other black man in the whole office, the janitor.
0: Yeah. <clears <clears
2: <throat> which like, was an awesome monologue. It was yeah. all
0: great. I really wish they just hadn't made him Nick Cage, uh, like a creep. Cause if they had mm-hmm. just cut that part out, if they had just been, like, he's just sort of, like, a shady... Yeah, like, you stole beer, not yeah. like, tried to sleep with a teenager.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's... A,
0: a petty thief. Well, it's just a weird
1: characterization choice, because, I mean, he's one of the protagonists. Like, I don't understand. I don't know. But, I mean, like we said, you know, at the time, yeah. this is when, you know, pop stars were still just openly singing about this kind of stuff. Right. And, you know, thankfully, you know, that... You know, we still see these instances of police brutality and obviously there's a lot of work to be done there. But at least like the shaming Mm -hmm. of, uh, you know, (laughs) men grooming young girls has at least, you know, we've started to reckon with that. Yeah,
0: you're right. I bet that's what it is. Like, I bet at the time it was viewed as like being being like a petty thief. You know, it was like on the same level as that kind Mm -hmm. of thing. And now we realize that, like, no, it's a lot worse than like stealing, stealing a six pack of beer or something like a like
1: a not like I was gonna say a thousand times worse and then I was gonna say a million times worse but it's not even <laughs> it's literally it's not on the same axis no, you know one yeah, of the, one not, of those acts is evil and one of them is like malicious but Doesn't you know have not to I don't
2: know uh that's when they're like you know fighting over the car door then you get the uh uh I guess it's the walkie-talkie that says it but you have the police saying we've got the house surrounded. Which they think is outside the neighbor's house. So they're like, oh, shit. Okay, well, we're not getting out through the car anyway, so let's go back into the living room. And that's when they find, or he finds the tape, or starts examining the tape that he had taken from the sheriff.
0: Then, Yes. um, The tape with the the cop saying, fuck the First Amendment, and also the neighbors saying that they called the police because it was a black guy Mm -hmm. in the house.
2: And so... That's when they, he starts inspecting the tape. They, uh, the, the golems get a bit shady and we're like, oh, don't watch that tape. Don't, oh, don't. And uh, okay, well, of course now we're going like, to watch it. What is wrong exactly. with you? And then. It's the worst way to do yeah, it. They learn that all of this has been based on a mix up that was based mm-hmm. on a Karen.
0: Um. hmm <laughs> sorry, sorry. If you're a Karen, if your name is Karen, sorry.
2: Not, it doesn't have to be an insult, but. Yeah. Kind well, of uh,
1: <laughs> not, not all Karens are Karens, is, is what we're saying, yes. I guess.
2: Yeah. That's, that's a good hashtag. <laughs> it's a bumper sticker for sure. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, they learn uh, what what is uh, happening, uh, which is the, then they actually talk a little bit more about how, well, maybe he mm-hmm. was kind of, like, you know, set up you know, to take the fall. And then that kind of builds more sympathy between the two. Um, uh, then they, uh, pizza arrives. (laughs) Right. Uh, Yeah.
0: He orders a pizza because he saw the delivery. He, uh,
2: well, he also saw that she had, was driving a pickup truck when he was leaving the police station, uh pizza pickup truck. Um, Um, yeah, but then she wasn't driving that. She had a little moped. Uh, he's confused by that. Um, So that foils his uh, other car. And he's like, how'd you get past the cops? There are no cops because the cops cops. are still outside the other house. (laughs) The wrong house. Yeah. (laughs) So like his
0: plan was to order the pizza and then steal her truck Mm -hmm. or, you know, like leave with her. Maybe I think he just wanted the vehicle more than anything,
2: but he gets a phone number gross, but she shows up in a moped. So I was on my way home. Gross. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, uh, they, he uh, abuses the pizza, uh, <laughs> sends her on her way, but with uh, the tape, and says, give that to the, like, I guess the first press you see, which I would yeah. have been a little bit more specific and say, maybe one of the vans yes. with a satellite dish on top. <laughs> yeah, one of the one of the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> Not just a sedan with an old dude in it. Well, it's like, okay, it that old guy that plays she the... Does. what. Oh, do we know his name? Uh, I've seen him play, no. like, multiple, like, cooks in a galley. Like, you know, he's like he's like a weird ship captain, or not even captain, just crew member that's been like, I don't know. I swear he's been in Pirates of the Caribbean or something, but moving on.
0: Oh, probably, yeah.
2: Uh, that, uh, sorry, wait, where were we? Pizza Lady goes away? Uh, takes yeah, off. Pizza
0: Lady goes away. Um, um. They
2: try. Uh yeah, he gets the car keys and pretty much takes off. Oh wait, first they they try to take off. Um but then they're uh hounded by the dogs. Um and so they I guess Yes. Uh run, like I guess um Sterling is being chased by dogs uh and yeah, then Sam Jackson's yeah, character. And then uh Nick Cage uh stops to try and like pick him up, but They had plenty of time. He could have come to a complete stop and nobody would have caught them or whatever, but he doesn't do that. He makes Samuel L. Jackson climb through the window of a moving vehicle. Very unsafe. Not a (laughs) real dick move. Real dick move.
0: Yeah, for Um, real. Yeah, he had time to stop.
2: Had so much time to stop. Anyways, uh, then they end up just stopping for the dogs. Gives the police badge to the dog. Makes the dog smell police scent. Uh, the chief, yeah. Dogs take off, um, and to then go, go after the chief. Yeah, go hound the the chief. Yeah, yeah. And then um, at this point, the uh, large group of uh, the I don't know the Al Sharpton character. I'm yeah, forgetting his name. yeah.
0: Jean Gian- I um, I don't remember his name. He's some reverend, um, played by Giancarlo Esposito, Gus from yeah. Breaking Bad. If you ever yep. seen yeah, that, yeah, Gus Spring. Yeah, yeah. Uh, has, know, just, you can a call a whole, him Guspring. Yeah. yeah, we'll just call him Gus.
2: Yeah, Gus uh, arrives with a whole busload of people uh, walking down the street, uh, proud march that is going to be, uh, I guess, disruptive to yeah. the situation.
0: I don't, I didn't understand the point point of it. I mean, they they bust in protesters like.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, that that, part I, that
1: was I was confused like by George Soros, y'all. Yeah, it, I mean that yeah. that Just whole kidding. thing
0: with the protesters versus the cops. That was the one thing in this movie. Well, no, actually it was, there was there's a whole bunch of things. <laughs> <laughs> but that was yeah. that was one of the things where I was like that is in concept. Yeah. Like racist. Like it's not done well. Yeah. Because it's yeah. it's supposed yeah. to portray it as like look at these two dumb sides, both yeah. equally stupid both equally wrong and it's like no well this this yeah
2: (laughs) this movie keeps pointing uh to the like fucking liberals like yeah (laughs) like as it like it's like yes there's inherent racism but like (laughs) the constant just like talking shit about new york liberals Mm -hmm. being like you know that big city like you just want everyone to be gay married and smoke weed and it's like Poor, like it was poorly done, uh, but they end up setting the house on fire.
0: The, yeah, the in, protesters in, struggle with the cops <laughs> and accidentally, like, yeah, because they are demanding yeah. that uh.
2: they, they say Sterling's in the house. The police are saying, no, he's not, which I guess they should know by now, but I'm still not entirely sure. <laughs>
0: but yeah, like, I think they just learned.
2: And so they're kind of tussling with the uh, protesters. One of the protesters ends up setting the house on fire. Yeah, And then you have uh, Gus um, walking away and saying something. Can you believe these people? Like, you, dude, you guys are the ones that set the house on
1: he, fire. No, he says, like, his, like, wife, I guess, or whatever the yeah, lady I, that's with him is like, is wife, like yeah. look look what just happened. You set the man's house on fire. And he pretty much just, like, audibly gulps and then, like, disappears <laughs> into the crowd. I mean, that's. Ba- that's basically what happens and disappears Dude. from the
0: movie he was completely irrelevant didn't need to yeah. be a part of the story yeah, yeah i i don't know i mean it
1: yeah that whole thing and the final you know like when nick cage and samuel jackson are rolling around on the lawn they're basically like they come to the conclusion that like okay
0: Racism is real, but
1: maybe it's not as big of a deal yeah. as Samuel Jackson
0: thought it was. Yeah. Nick Cage is basically like he pays. I mean, he says, like, you just see it everywhere. Right. You see every mm-hmm. you just see everything is racist. Right. If anything bad happens, it's because of race. Yeah. Um, and Sam Jackson, they get into a fight. Um, Sam Jackson gets the upper hand because of hay fever, which had been referenced previously. Um, fresh cut grass Fresh cut grass My Achilles heel <sighs> And then Sam Jackson basically says I think almost verbatim he says Some of what you said might be right Or might be true But and then he says the line about Shouldn't I be allowed to set up a stereo in my own home Without mm-hmm. being mistaken for a thief Which yes. Like, yes Yeah but, Yeah um, Yeah I mean I, look like
1: Maybe in 1993 You know Max Fry thought Hey, maybe I'm right. Maybe we're maybe we're on the tail end of racism. Maybe we're about to wrap up this whole thing.
0: Well, as it turns out, nope. they didn't. No, it is depressingly timeless, apparently. Like, I wonder if this movie would have if, if I would have enjoyed this movie more if you couldn't have made it yesterday. You know what I mean? <sighs> That was
1: I mean, that's the biggest bummer about it. You know, it's almost 30 years old and it's like, wow, yeah. this is still shockingly relevant, still completely tone deaf. Yeah. But like the fact that there are so many things that resonated. Oh, man, what a drag. This sucks.
0: I know. I, there were a bunch of times where stuff happened and I just went like, yep. <laughs> like when the cops just started shooting at him, I was like, yep, yep. Yeah. Pretty much. Um,
2: uh, Okay. Yeah. And then,
0: um, okay. Yeah. Sean, get us out of here. God, I'm, I'm in a hole right now. man. So
2: getting back to it. Okay. So they have a They, they have a touching moment, uh, where they acknowledge that, Hey, you know what? It's that real Avenue Q moment. Everybody is a little bit racist and some people a lot more than others, but, Inherent racism is real and it is very much like, you know, still alive in America today. Yeah. So yep. that's just a fact you gotta grip what grip with. Yeah. Um but uh so at that point you have Nick Cage driving off into the sunset. Yeah. Uh, or I guess uh, that's not where the sun sets uh, it's south he drives south because this this <laughs> dumb motherfucker still doesn't know where Canada is
0: he's, he's also so, he's so on an dumb. island he's on a fucking island where is that <laughs> road going he's Anyways. so dumb he literally drives past he's trying to drive north to Canada and he drives straight past a sign that says south well he turns yeah. out of the parking lot
1: regardless yes he he doesn't know where the hell he's going. It's not to Canada. Yeah. And then roll Sir Mix a lot.
2: I think oh, and and well, uh, sorry. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson uh, goes, I guess, to his house,
0: or he goes to the docks or ferry. I think he. I think his wife was coming to the island, so he went to the dock to meet her when she like got off the ferry.
2: And then it ends yeah. on a joke, which is, Ugh. which is just like. Oh, so how's the new house? And he, he just says something along the lines of, "It's gonna need a bit of work." Not, yeah. Oh, by the way, honey, um, somebody set it on fire last night.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Turns out it's gonna take thirty
0: more years of work at least. It burned down because of racism, and then it's oh. like funny music, like like sitcom, like picture the music from like a, a sitcom special episode yeah, it. it's, yeah.
2: It, well this is that old like you know that thing that beautiful thing from the 80s and 90s where movies got their own songs and then those songs were written specifically for the movie
1: and
0: they totally fucking ruled yeah, yeah dude head is like a shark's fin fuck yeah man <laughs> that's the one from Deep Blue Sea. It's yeah. a rap LLJ made about fucking sharks. It's great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's like the one that whenever you talk
1: about this concept, that's the one that always gets brought up. And there's a fucking reason.
2: Because it's, it's, it's amazing. Good. It is gold. Gold. Uh, yeah, we'll some anyway, but that's so is this about one. it. This is like, hey, if you don't want to watch this movie,
0: I gotta just listen, listen, to
2: listen to the song. Just listen to the song. You'll yeah. get all the good parts
0: I mean, I guess you know what that's I'm gonna say. Of, that end of what I'm saying, I'm yeah, gonna, that, yeah.
1: That's definitely gonna be my final verdict on: is this movie good or is this movie bad? This movie, instead of listening to it, you should listen to the song by Sir Mix-a-Lot that's got about a three minute and fifty second <laughs> runtime. Just do that
0: instead. Yes. Yeah. Don't, don't watch I this just, movie. like,
2: it's, my biggest problem with this movie is that, like, if you played it as a drama and yeah. just cut out all the, like, stupid, hokey fucking bullshit That's about, like, saying. you know, the cops being cartoon characters or, well, I mean, pretty much everybody being a cartoon character in this yeah. goddamn movie. Yeah. You would have, like, a good drama about, yeah. like, race relations. Absolutely. But this is not that movie. This is a, like, it's like, let's take a sensitive subject and, mm-hmm. like, you know, yuck it up. <laughs> like yuck it the fuck up exactly man and it is it just doesn't play it's not that good like the funny parts are like just you know actors being just good at their job
0: yeah like because it's yeah. a pretty good cast yeah like,
2: the, the whole cast is like full of awesome
0: people yeah brad dorif was really funny you don't see him do a lot of like goofy physical comedy a lot yeah like slapstick yeah you normally see yeah. him as a creep yeah, I thought he was great. Yeah, or or a doll. Or a doll. <laughs> or a doll. We talk about Brad Dorff a lot on this show.
2: Well, Chucky rules. Okay, sorry. I talk about Chucky. I'm not talking about Brad Dorf as much as I'm talking about, like, Mark Hamill. Sorry, Dorff, man. Like, I'm sorry. I just knew Chucky forever, Damn, baby. Mark
1: Hamill rules. Wow. I just rewatched <laughs> Avatar The Last Airbender and... Mark Hamill as Fire Lord Ozai, oh man, so great. Good. Um, what, so good. A great, what a great voice actor.
0: I, I would like to close us, or at least move us into the recast uh, here, with just, yeah. uh, I just want to read a quote from the Roger Ebert review that I think pretty much sums it up. Um, he says, This is not a joke that will seem very funny to a lot of people, and although the movie strives mightily to teach its lesson, which is that you cannot judge a man by the color of his skin, the humor is undermined by the sadness of the basic situation. The movie is not bad so much as it is misguided. Uh, which I think pretty much sums it up. Yeah, definitely.
2: And well said.
0: Yeah, yeah absolutely, man. It's It tries to be funny, but it can't because it's just like you can't. Yeah. This just is, this isn't funny. You, this, the core subject isn't funny. So I'm going to say I don't recommend it.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely not. Nah. Uh,
2: yeah skip Uh, it
1: i i really hope no i wasn't gonna say yes (laughs) there's one more movie uh called kiss of death that's uh also nick cage and samuel l jackson i'm really hoping it's better because samuel l jackson is great actor uh you know i really Mm -hmm. want to like his roles so i hope i hope that one's better than this
0: one yeah me too i didn't know nick cage is in that Mm -hmm. okay well maybe we'll put that one on the docket um sean What do you think? Do you recommend that people watch this movie?
2: Oh, no. Like I said, you could skip this movie and just listen to the Sir Mix-a-Lot song and you get it. There you go. You get
0: it. All right. Um, So now we move on to the hardest question of all questions. If you had to recast the Nicolas Cage role in this movie with any actor or actress from any time period, who would it be and why? I can go first if you guys want me to. Yeah Sure Uh, But it's going to take me a second Because I did forget the actor's name Uh, Okay Nope, got it Tom Sizemore
2: All right, from I don't know Uh, Look up a picture of him
0: You'll know him You know what? He's in um, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia He's that one trucker that they talk to Okay Sure Yes Yeah, he looks familiar
2: He was Band band of Brothers, right?
0: Yeah, uh, no Saving Private Ryan
2: oh okay saving
0: private ryan Uh, one of those
2: world war black
1: hawk down yeah but he's also true romance
0: natural born killers all right he's also been a huge creep in a bunch of stuff like Uh, it's like that dude's wheelhouse and i think i don't know man and i think that if you're gonna make the nick cage part a creep like put the throttle all the way you know forward you know like just go for it or don't do it yeah. So that's why don't I would pick
1: don't him. give us the the heartthrob from Valley Girl and Moonstruck. Yeah,
0: he, you can't make him like a sex offender with a heart of gold.
1: Here's my take on it. Uh, it's gonna be a real baby with the bathwater type situation. Mm-hmm. Chuck the whole fucking thing into the dumpster. <laughs> Uh,
0: sure, are we just not doing it this week? Uh,
1: uh, look, okay, well, here, here, here's here's what I'm saying. I, I I'm not really interested in recasting Nick Cage's role as much as I am in taking this style of project out of the hands of Max Fry.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, just watch fucking do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Watch Black Klansmen. You know, yeah. Just like, just like watch a fucking Spike Lee movie. Like, wh- wh- You know, I
0: don't know. They're, I, they're more I, enjoyable too.
1: I, I think that's this movie's biggest shortcomings aren't the cast. It's the fact that it was helmed by someone who clearly didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. Yeah. And 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 look, no no offense, Max Fry. I'm not saying I could have done a better job. Like I'm just saying maybe let's like not have a white guy do this type and, of movie. And you know
0: what? He wrote Foxcatcher, um, which is awesome, and I think won an Oscar. So like he can be good. Yeah. It well was, it was
1: nominated. It was nominated. Well
2: it's like what if you what if this movie was done like with like your like Spike Lee or something like where it's like I feel like it wouldn't be it would be more like the dark humor and less of like your I don't know cartoonish nonsense right. like rigmarole. like I just I don't understand like they would go with like maybe a darker like, what happens is, like, heavier. And that's what I'm saying. Because, like, I mean, it's, like, because the Injustice is, like, played off where it's, like, <laughs> he just, like, you know, just goes and meets his wife at the, like, you know, dock at the end, and it's, like, dude, you need to be talking to, like, some lawyers. Yeah, yeah. for real. And you need to be putting some shit on paper, like, right now. But he's like, just, like, <laughs> she's,
0: like, how's the house? And he's, like, looks he looks at the cameras like, oh, brother.
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: shrug. Whatever.
2: No. No. What happened was hugely fucked up. And I think like,
0: Spike Lee would have brought the anger that it yeah. needed.
2: I just, yeah. And so, I mean, if you're gonna recast Nick Cage, I mean, I do want to say my usual, but I, I mean, you want to do that to your boy? No. 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 Give it to John Cusack. What am I saying? Like, <laughs> What? <laughs> like I mean What you did know, he do? Well, what did I, I, Sean I just Cusack feel do like you? I just feel like if you had John Cusack being like a scummy dude, you could still have John Cusack hitting on the pizza lady and like it would be like maybe play better.
0: I, it's still gross.
2: <laughs> also, John Cusack with a gold tooth would be dope as fuck. Okay, that's wow.
0: true. I would like to see that.
1: Yeah, alright. I'm into it now. John Cusack with a gold tooth is my new band name. <laughs>
2: Well, maybe, maybe you're, maybe an album, not a fucking, not, not the
0: band name. Absolutely, dude. All right. Well, (laughs) anyway, thanks for listening. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Up next
1: week, uh, like I said earlier, we did get the request for City of Angels. So that's going to be that one. If you want to listen to it in advance. Uh, Just one last thing I'd like to say before we go. Uh, we're not trying to get super political on this show. I promise this isn't going to be like a regular feature or anything. But, you know, there's three things you can do. You can vote. You can engage in some direct action, either by donating your time or money. And you can educate yourself and educate the people around you. And I don't know. Pick one to start. See how it feels. Maybe try to do a little of all three. We should all be doing that. So
0: Yeah, because we shouldn't be able to make this movie... yeah and that's it no joke this time bye bye (laughs) bye that was still kind of a joke though thanks for listening don't worry this will be short if you enjoy the podcast and want updates check us out on twitter we're at atwackpodcast That's A-T-W-A-C podcast for all the worlds a Cage. Also, review us on iTunes if you use that or recommend us to a friend. Well, ask if they like Nick Cage first and then ask if they like podcasts and then recommend us. Thanks again.